like five, six things that, you know, make these dusty so different as opposed to, to modern day bourbon. You know, it talks about like um, the distillation process, water, the grain, the fermentation process, you know, all that stuff was so different back, back then, you know, they didn't have technology to, to, to run all that stuff, you know? And like I said, you know, we talked about the, um, the, the grains not being hybrid, like, like they were now and how they used more of a white corn versus a yellow corn. And, you know, all that stuff, you know, plays a huge part in the taste of bourbon. And, you know, nowadays you find more people using stainless steel as opposed to, um, you know, copper distilled. So it's, you know, all that changes the flavor of the whiskey. Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we've got one of our good old friends on here with us, don't we? Heck yeah, we got Dusty Dan from YouTube. He does Dusty Dan's whiskey reviews out of Maryland. Um, you know, he's always all about those old school whiskeys and stuff that you can taste, uh, that you can find in your grandma's attic and basement and wherever else she hid her liquor. Um <laughs> before she went to church every day <laughs> <laughs> hey dan it's good to see you again glad to have you on the show yeah thank you i'm uh it's, it's good to see you again i'm really glad to be on the show yeah so you were on the show once before we had you on back in episode 10 and uh, you came on with some other youtube channels we had a kind of a a, a bottle share challenge wasn't it we had a bottle share challenge a, yes it was it was a blind bottle challenge and who won that challenge? Well, technically, uh, I, I won the challenge. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and you and you actually, I've I've watched your show. I've been watching your show for a long time now, and you actually, uh, the gift or the prize that we gave away for the winner of that challenge was a serving tray, a bourbon serving tray with the bourbon road on it. And every show that you produce, you've got that. You've got that on the show. Yes, sir, I do. And we appreciate that. We love the exposure. No, I think it's fantastic. It really is. It's sturdy. It's that's quality product right there, no doubt. So, uh, Dan, we're going to get straight to the whiskey today. But first of all, let let's let the listeners kind of know what we got in store for them. So today we are going to drink dusty bourbons, and and a dusty bourbon is so a dusty bourbon is considered in older bourbon. It's a bourbon that you would go into a liquor store and maybe find sitting behind 10 other bottles or sitting up on one of their shelves tucked away in the back or something that your grandfather had way back in his, you know, his cabinet. Um, those are going to be the dusty bourbons that we're going to be drinking and talking about today. And they call them dusties because they've got build up a dust on the shoulders of the bottle, right? Yes, that is the bottles that have been left there to sit and sit and sit and for us to enjoy this evening. All right. So uh, we're in two different places. So today, Mike and I uh, are drinking from the same bottles, but you've got some different bottles there in Maryland that you're drinking from. Yes. Yeah, I have um, I have a 1955 Old Crow. It's four years old and it is uh, from National Distillers. And I have a 1963 uh, Very Old Fitz, eight years, and that is uh, produced by Stissel Weller. Okay. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's some that's some good stuff there. Mike and I are drinking from two different bottles here at our side. We've got a 1969 Early Times, and we have a 1985 Old Granddad 114. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. So we're we have not tasted ours yet. Uh and Mike and I have not had the best of luck when it comes to drinking out of Dusty's. We've well we haven't opened a great bottle yet. Let's just say that. Well, I hope that no, all changes the show. tonight. <laughs> yeah. It tasted, it tasted like it was dust in the bottle. <laughs> but that's part of the game, right? I mean, that's that's, that's part of That's the risk you take, you know. It's, uh, it's one of those things where you don't really know what you're buying until you crack it open and try it, you know. All right. Well, um, you're our guest. We'd like to let you go first. Which one are you going to pour on your side first and, and taste for us? I have uh, the Old Crow uh, four-year poured. Um, so one of the things, and this is actually one of the bottles that I had on um, my top five whiskeys uh, from the post from Reddit. So something that's so unique about this, this is actually a bourbon that I do not get that dusty note on. This is something that is so, it's, this is like a caramel, like the caramel dip you would dip your, your fruit into. And the the nutmeg and the cinnamon on the front of the palate is just it's it's unreal. The the oiliness, it, you know, the, the viscous part of that is just that's what makes this thing so unique is is those flavors are still present. The oiliness is still there. You know, those those fatty acids are still in there. And that's what makes, you know, this thing so, so unique to me. Um, I only have about a quarter of a bottle left but uh, i make sure I, I save a sample to send you guys so you can try it and see what i'm talking about awesome look forward to it why don't you take us through a tasting of that just so we can sort of picture the what, what you're what you're tasting there sure so right away on the front of the palate it's that caramel i was talking about that sweetness that caramel sweetness that that caramel dip Right in the middle of the palate is where you're picking up that cinnamon and that nutmeg, those spices, those all spices. Now, the finish is where it kind of gets a little unique. And this is something that we talked about earlier, that butterscotch note. The butterscotch note that goes from the middle of the palate down all the way into the finish still gives you a nice hug, still being a low proof. Very nice hug going down. But the, that butterscotch and that cinnamon with that caramel on the front just offers such a nice sweetness, but then the balance still from, you know, those, those baking spices that are in there. So it's, it's still perfectly balanced. There's not a, a, a bad dusty note on it. It's still quality bourbon uh, from again, 1955. Jim, was you born in 55? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> 63, right? 63. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but, I, I see where you could make that mistake. I do have a white head of hair, don't I? Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. Little bit. Hey, I can't say nothing. I can't say nothing. So we got the 1969 early times. What a year for America, right? Uh, Neil Armstrong's landing on the moon then. We got the tricky dick in office. Great, <laughs> great things going on then. Um, Steve McQueen was the sexiest man alive back then. So um, I'm hoping this whiskey was as good as that year, though. And and in the sixties, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. In the sixties, bourbon kind of had a heyday before, up until towards the end of the sixties, right? Yes, that is correct. And that's when things started to kind of fall apart a little bit. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, early seventies. Um, it was it, it was still holding strong. It's it's when you get into the 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 mid to late seventies is kind of when it it uh, it started to really really go downhill. All right. Well, Mike and I haven't tasted this one yet. This is a fresh bottle crack, so we're going to find out whether it's a good one or a bad one right here. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. This has got a beautiful nose on it. I got to say, if the if the taste matched the nose, um, I'm going to love it. It's some floral notes coming out of there, some butterscotch. Yeah, I'm getting the butterscotch. Uh, it does, for me, have just a hint of that musty dusty if you want to call it that yep. but um it's not too much it's kind of what i'm used to getting from a good pour of a dusty so i'm 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 looking forward to this heck let's taste it jim i can't let's wait. taste it cheers <laughs> cheers
That's held up well. Nice. Very nice. Better than the last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, real buttery on, on this. Um, not a whole lot of sweetness, though. A sharp uh, spice to it. I'm not sure what that spice is, Jim, but it's real sharp. Well, I think it does have a bit of a bite to it. Um, that is, I think it's I think it's the rice spice coming through. Uh, but it does have that nice, oily, buttery mouthfeel to it. And for an 86 proofer, that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, that's something that um, we talk about that, you know, being viscous and oily. That's something that I find often in Dusty Bourbons. I don't know why it, they're always like that. I don't know if it's just the way that they were made back then as opposed to now, but I do always, almost, almost always get a, a nice buttery viscous uh, mouthfeel on the dusty bourbons. It leaves that finish of, uh, I wouldn't say waxy, but it kind of is waxy to me a yep. little bit, yep. um, which is not a bad thing. You don't want your mouth to be bitterly dry and um, pull, pull that, the water out of your mouth, <laughs> but you got to wonder what that waxiness is. It was it, uh, did this have a cork in it? You know, what, what, what would we expect to see out of a bottle like this from 69? Uh, that would be a cork. Yes. You, you would have a, you would have a cork. I, I can't remember the year of when they stopped, um, or when they started using the corks, but I know, like I said, with this, uh, I, I mean, even with this, old fits right here from 1963. I mean, that had a cork in it. The 1955 old crow had a cork in it too. So we know it was prior to prior to both of those years. Yeah. I had a pretty sad moment today when I, one of the bottles I thought about bringing on was one of the old McKenna's from uh, a 1970. And uh, of course it's a ceramic. So you can't see inside and see the liquid and it had a cork in it. And I broke the seal, popped the cork, cork, cork broke off, broke. which is typical. Yeah. So I went and got a corkscrew, got it out, poured it. It was absolutely disgusting, Dan. Oh, really? It, it was, it was, there was so much dark sediment. It was almost layered. It had like a clear layer and a dark layer. Have you ever seen that before? No. Uh, it was bad. It was oh, really man. bad. So then I went down and grabbed this early time. So I'm pleased that I did. Sad to see the old McKenna go, but this was a good one to pick up. Yeah, you know, so decanters are a little bit different. I've had some good luck with the canners, and I've had some bad luck with the canners. Uh, I had a Jim Beam from 1974, I think it was, a decanter. It felt you know, pretty full and, and went to go pour it. And it wasn't as bad as you just stated, but the bourbon tasted, it tasted horrible. I had to pour it down the drain. It was like, it almost tasted burnt for some reason. So Dan, what would something like this 1969, what would that run uh, one of our listeners if they went out there and looked for it? That would depend on, on a lot of things. Um, you know, the tax strip being intact, the fill level of the bottle, roughly in early times, you're probably talking, 275 to 350-ish, somewhere right around that range. Which is reasonable. Now, is it considered one of the more uh, desirable or one of the less desirable older Dusties? It depends. I've seen some people who collect early times, so I'm sure they would pay a little bit more of a premium for a bottle like that. But, you know, it's... I, I would say... I would say... That's in between. I, I would say that's that's one of those ones that kind of falls right in the middle. What kind of tax stamp are you looking on that? Like, is that that where they still use really using tax stamps? Where today we're not using tax stamps at all. Yeah, on, on the 1969, there there would be a um, a tax stamp for sure. I think there's only a couple bottles now these days that actually use the tax uh, strip, and I think one of them is the the old Fitz. If I'm not mistaken, I think the old, the new old Fitz have the, the tax strip on them. Uh, but yes, there are, for the 1969 early times, there would have been a tax strip on there. And again, there, there are different tax strips for um, the, the different bourbons from going back from the, the 70s, the 60s, the 50s, 40s. So where do our listeners, where do they, like when you go hunt whiskey, do you go out and actually hunt them? Do you go to state sales? Do you go to garage sales? Do you go knock on neighbor's doors and say, hey, you <laughs> hanging out in your basement? Yeah, there's, you know, there's a couple options you have. Uh, you have the option to go to estate sales. You know, you, you can, you'd be surprised at what you can find at estate sales. You find them a lot cheaper than you would uh, the other places I'm about to tell you. Uh, 
another place that you could find them is on Facebook. There are groups on Facebook where you can find some of those dusty bottles. And then uh, any, sometimes you can find them at uh, antique shops as well. So those you have to be a little, little more careful of. Sometimes they're refilled with water just to have something sloshed around with them and and have some weight in them. But I I have seen that happen before. So those would be like the three main places you would find them as estate sales, antique shops and on Facebook. Those antique shops, they, if you found one with a tax seal on it, um, what do they usually go into an antique shop? Do those people actually know what they have? Not half the time. No, no. Half the time. It's just that they basically just bought it for the looks because, you know, a lot of times those decanters and it's mainly decanters you'll find uh, a lot of those decanters are, they're actually, you know, people collect those for, for what they are, not necessarily for the whiskey inside, but those decanters, they'll, they'll basically sell them for what they think it's worth, not what the whiskey is worth inside of them. So you're looking at maybe 25 to 50, 60 dollars, depending on what the decanter is. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking for now as some of the old cabin steel decanters uh, had that bulb on the top. Um, yeah. Just because I'm a hunter and I, they're nice to display, you fill them up with some nice whiskey and put them in there and they, they still look beautiful. Absolutely. You know, I just recently bought a 1982 wild turkey decanter. Great, great, great fill. Uh, missing maybe four ounces. Um, it, it turned out fantastic. Super, super dark liquid. Um, it was, it, it was, it was great juice for sure. Was that an eight year one one fill? Yes. Yes, it was. And I got that for two twenty five. So Dan, how did you start out about this? You know, how did you say, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to start buying up these, uh, these old dusty whiskeys. The whole YouTube channel actually started when, uh, I think I, visited Jim the first time and, you know, Jason and, and Scott both had channels and we had talked about, you know, it's, you know, maybe I, maybe I really should do this. And so I did. And, and I, I acquired my first dusty bottle. I believe it was a 1977 old Taylor, if I'm not mistaken. I had always been in love with the old Taylor bottlings. And I, I believe I, I, I brought one to Kentucky when I visited Jim the first time. That was a much older one. 44. Uh, yeah, that was a 1944 old Taylor bottled in bond. Uh, amazing fill level. Um, but the, yeah, the first bottle, I, I, the first Dusty I bought, excuse me, was a 1977 old Taylor. And when I got it, I, I cherished it. I, I didn't open it, held onto it for a while. And I finally cracked it and I drank the whole thing. So... So what's your followership on like YouTube now? So you've been going at about a year, almost two years. How have you grown? Um, it's, it's been spotty to be honest. You know, I, I had to stop for a little while due to work. So I was away for maybe five and a half, six months. But since then, um, since putting out some of these newer videos have actually gained a decent amount of traction. You know, I'm, I'm really close to 500 subscribers now. Uh, looking to do some collaborations with some other uh, YouTube channels, uh, ADHD Whiskey, Destination Bourbon, looking to do some other things with Scott from My Bourbon Journey and uh, Jason from The Mash and Drum. So, uh, you know, I, I think the growth has been slow but steady. But as I start to get, you know, more and more videos produced, I think it should increase from there. Yeah, it's hard whenever you uh, yeah. do miss some time at five months is like a lifetime in social media. Yeah. Um, so they pretty much people forget about you really. Yes. And, and thankfully, you know, I was able to hold on to a, a huge chunk of my, my subscribers and, you know, just, just make sure I, I bring back the same content as, as when I left. So, you know, try to make it a little bit better, review some things, change some graphics and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking hopefully by this time next year to, to be well over a thousand subscribers. So, so how much time do you spend a day uh, on this, on your hobby? More than I should. I would say, I'd probably say three to four hours, roughly, you know, hunting the, the, the pages and, and looking for any kind of uh, sales or shops that I may not have hit up yet. Uh, so I'd, I'd say three to four hours. Yeah. I always say that a hobby, uh, it is almost a job. Sometimes if you want to do a hobby, good, it takes a lot of work to do a hobby. If you want to be a fly fisherman, you want to do a be a hunter. Um, you go out there and do it. Um, but you're probably not going to be successful at it right. where if you spend some time at it, you put the work in and it is work. You're going to be successful at it. I'm a hunter. I could go out there and shoot a deer 
or I could put some time in. I could shoot a lot of deer and process deer myself and, and get into it. And that's what I've done. Um, and kind of like the bourbon road, the more work we put into it, the more we get more back to, from it. Yeah, a- so absolutely. Hobby. Very true statement. All right. Well, I, I, I think what I'd like to do here, uh, Dan, is let's each give us a, a, a couple of final notes on what we're sipping on. And we'll take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what you got going on. And, and we'll sample some, uh, sample some other dusties. But uh, this early times to me, big surprise. Very happy to have it. I think it held up well over the years. I was really surprised at how butterscotchy and buttery it is. It's got a nice texture to it, and the flavor's all there. It does have a little bit of a bite to it, uh, but I kind of like that. Kind of like that. For, like 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 a, uh, for a for a like a proof bite, or do you think it's some like you said some of that rice spice? It is a little bit of rice spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure um, what the mash bill is on on the early times. To be honest, if they ever change it, I, don't, I can't remember if that's a high ride mash bill or not. So I'd say this 1969 was a great dusty for me. Um, I've had a couple dusties, and uh, I've never been successful at it. Even when we went down to Barstown um, at the Bourbon Company, there I had a dusty down there, and I didn't like it. We had one over our house, I didn't like it. Um, taking some chances, some other things. Didn't like them, but this one <laughs> right here is, uh, I could probably drink this all day long. It would be a, um, I get a little bit of almost Starbucks uh, caramel macchiato in it. Uh, oh, there you a, go. A bit of spice. But it's not enough spice to barely notice. Um, white peppery, I guess, would be for me. But um, if I could find a bottle of this, I might try to get it. Yeah, like I said, if there's ever, you know, uh, anything that you guys are really hunting down, they said, I mean, I could always in, invite you guys onto that page or, you know, I could always, you know, talk to some of the guys and see if there's something that you've really, you know, if there's something you really, really want to find, I mean, they're, they're out there. So some of those guys just have ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous bottles. I'm actually looking for a 1913 big chief whiskey. <laughs> I, got, I, I, got, I got the 1916. I got one. It's close. Oh, you got a big chief whiskey. <laughs> no, no. Well, Dan, uh, if any of our listeners out there are just wondering one more time about what you're sipping on there, that 55, uh, old crow, what do you suggest to them? Should they go for, look, should they look for this one? Absolutely. Uh, th- again, this is one of the bottles that was on the only five whiskeys you need as um, uh, a special guest, you know, having a special guest over maybe whiskey. It, again, it's something that, you know, if I could refill this thing, I, I, I would. It's th- this to me is when Old Crow was like, one of the brands at the top. Now, unfortunately, it's kind of taken a a, a dive, but this is back when when Old Crow was good, and I, I've had discussions with with several other people about that too. And he's it's, it's just not made uh, like it was back then. And th- and that one will that one will put a dent in your wallet, I guess, right? Um, no, actually, this one uh, was uh, right around the same like two twenty five. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, there's That's a good. lot of bourbons on. There's a lot of bourbons on the shelves today at that price. So yes, hey. yes, absolutely. And again, it's just not. You know, it's it's not made the way it used to be, and you know, for this being you know four years old and being you know as as dark as it is, just the things they did back then were just so different. And you know, National Distillers has a big reputation for for putting out a lot of great stuff. You know, back back in the day, you know, they they produced a lot of stuff. Um, Old Taylor and and Old Crow, just so many other brands, and what they did back then it was just they they really kind of dominated the game, in my opinion. Well, Dan, when we come back in the second half, we'll all three have a uh, different bourbon uh, to try. A dusty. Um, we'll talk more about your YouTube channel, uh, what our listeners could do to help you out and get on there and watch you. Um, not when they're driving down the road, but hey. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Alrighty. like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family-owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, 
are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. back and we have dusty dan from dusty dan's whiskey reviews and we spent a good 20 minutes in the first half tasting some amazing dusty bourbons and we've got a pretty fantastic 20 minutes ahead of us here what do you think mike yeah i think it's gonna be great so jim you you sent over some uh 1985 uh, 114, but it's really, is it really 114? Cause you, you showed me the bottle and it says barrel proof on there. Does that yeah, make it special, Dan? Not that I'm aware of. I've actually never seen that before, to be honest, especially on a, on a mini. So I, I, that intrigues me. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if barrel proof doesn't, if they're not talking about, cause this is quite a few years ago. We're talking about what, uh, 35 years ago, 35 years ago when they mentioned barrel proof, were they talking about the, the proof it came out of the barrel at or the proof that it went into the barrel at? I believe that was the proof that uh, it went into the barrel. Okay. So old granddad 114 went into the barrel at 114 and then it probably came out a little bit higher and then they proofed it down or what? Well, from what I understand around that time is they, a lot of things were non-chill filtered. So I would say that if they did proof it down, it was hardly anything. If so. All right. All right. Well, Mike, let's let's before we start talking about Dan has in his glass, let's go ahead and and, and check out what's in ours. Yeah, let's do it. So, Dan, well, you know what happened in 1985? What's that? Back to the Future came out. <laughs> oh, classic. Ronald Reagan was our president. Um, I think Jesse's girl was the uh, song back then. I had just gotten a driver's license, so I thought I was cool. <laughs> what, what was your first car? I had a 1969 uh, Ford short bed. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I wish I still had that pickup. So 1985, I was a petty officer, second class in the United States Navy. So since he brought it up, since he brought it up, you know, um, third third or fourth time that Navy has traveled up to West Point, the game just happened. Um, I got to say, Army beat Navy. Yes, sir. Uh, Shut out. <laughs> Back to my army roots there. Uh, the, the Golden Knights. Uh, that's that's awesome. I love that they uh, that they won out and stuff. Um, it's always a special game for me, a special time of year. Even if they didn't uh, win the Navy and stuff, it's still a special game. Uh, and we got to thank our uh, service members that are raising that hand for service. So, yeah, absolutely. But but I'm ready to talk about the whiskey, Mike. No more no more <laughs> Navy getting beat stuff. Let's let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the whiskey. <laughs> so same on this. Uh, I get more honey out of this one. A uh, little bit of those floral notes, like a honeysuckle, probably. I was gonna say honeysuckle. So it's it's definitely got that floral kind of, um, yeah, honeysuckle, but very sweet. What's that chewy honey? Um, candy? bit of honey. Bit of honey. honey. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, I hope it tastes like that too. Oh, it's got a great nose. Well, heck, let's dive into this thing. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, That's some good stuff. Yeah. That is a bit of honey right there. That's uh, that's lovely. To drink, just a drink like 114? Yeah. So yeah. The, the nose, it did have a little bit more of that you know, that ethanol kind of bite to it. Um, but on the palate, you can taste the, the boldness, the fullness of it. Um, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely not like 
an OGD 114 you'd pull off the shelf today. This is a little bit more um, full-bodied, rich. Sweetness on the front. Um, goes on the back. You get that super bite from it, from the spice. Get down to you. Um, it's got a good Kentucky hug on it. Little bit of bitterness on the back end I'm getting. Um, not overpowering bitterness, but just a tad bit. Yeah, it's definitely a spicy bourbon. It holds true to its name. I mean, old granddad has always had a bit of spice to it. It's been a spicy bourbon. This is definitely, definitely has that. Uh, but I, I just can't get over how full and developed the flavor is in this. It's it's so different. Like if I pick up a bottle of old old granddad 114 today, it's a good bourbon. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's not just, like that. It's not what I'm drinking right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, again, that's you know from what I've um, from what I've heard and 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 uh, just looked at here, the 1985 is actually a, a fantastic year. And again, you know, going back when you know old Grandad was still putting out or when they first started putting out product, you know, that lot one in a lot of people's opinion is some of the some of the best whiskey that you can you can taste as far as dusties go. All right, well, I'm I'm very pleased. We're we're two for two today, Mike. That's pretty that's awesome. awesome. We we don't have a good track record. We've mentioned that before. <laughs> I'm actually really happy uh, it happened on this episode. So, so Jim, who whose image that is on the uh, old granddad? Do you know who that is? Uh, isn't that the fella that's uh, ba- is that Basil Hayden? Basil, how do you say that? Basil or Basil? Basil. Basil, Basil Hayden. That's who Basil. he is. Old granddad. I think you got it right too. When you think of a granddad, you know, you got that little bit of bitterness, little bit of spice, <laughs> and it can be a little bit of sweetness. Yep. But he's not on this label. <laughs> when did he make it on the label? <laughs> Oof, that's a good question. But he was the old granddad they're talking about. Yeah, his his picture is not on the label here, but he is the old granddad it's named after. So you actually have a um a, a pint of old granddad back at the house. I should have should have brought that one over here with me because it had, it offers the almost the same thing like you said, very well rounded and bold flavors, just rich. So Dan, what are you drinking uh, for the second half? You got something special? I'm probably gonna want to come on and reach through there. And <laughs> I do. This is actually a, a 1963 very old Fitzgerald. It is bottled and bond. It is eight years old, and it was. Uh, this is Stitzelweller product. So, and for what I can say, uh, the old Stitzelweller juice is absolutely fantastic it is it is some of the best you know the older Stitzelweller is some of the best dusty bourbon modern bourbon that i have actually ever tasted so Stitzelweller from the 50s and 60s what labels would we expect to see their juice on 50s and 60s so you have you got the very old fitzgerald i believe you have rebel yell from that time period i'm trying to i'm trying to think if that was if that was rebel yell or not if i can't remember when they first started distilling that um cabin still has uh had stitzel weller um man there's 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 a handful of them i can't remember all of them off the top of my head but i i know those three for sure what about uh, the more famous bourbons like Weller and Pappy and the the old Special Reserve? I, I can't remember when that was produced, uh, but that was I, I know that was right around the time period of when Stitzel was. That's the the original was Stitzel Weller produced for the Special Reserve. Okay, I love anything weeded, um, so I'm definitely going to have to have a little sample of that just to try. You know, I think that's fitting for the Weeded King of Kentucky. Yeah, um, if I could find a bottle of it, I'd buy it. <laughs> you know, something of, that's very different about you know the the Sitzelweller juice from from then and now is you find this to be it's it's waxy and oily, but the flavors in here are just so bold. You know, sometimes what what you find in some of these dusties is sometimes they fall flat, and by flat I mean that. You know, you get those, you get your your vanillas and your caramels, but they're almost like 
almost like undertones, I guess you would say. Just they're not they're not very well pronounced and they're not big and bold and, and flavorful, coating your whole palate where some of this old Cecil Weller juice, just the, the flavors just kind of just sit there. And there's a lot of depth and, and complexity to them that you that you would compare with modern day bourbon. So, Dan, what what uh, let's let's talk about this one we were drinking first, um, this 1985. What would something like that go for? The 1985 old granddad that you're probably looking probably three, three and a quarter. All right, so it's getting up there in price a little bit. Yeah. Now let's talk about that big boy that you're drinking. <laughs> for uh, five twenty-five to six hundred. So that's that's a what is like, I like to say it. That's a grown woman whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better have a little change in your pocket. Absolutely. Yeah. Those I, think are, that, I think that song came out in '85 too. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy is you know on on the market they are very uh, readily available so you know there's a lot of a lot of people that you know have those you know out for sale so what about 1981 wild turkey 101 oh, eight year i have that yeah you that do is, i do that's, that, that's my that's my unicorn I that's do. what i'm after okay well maybe i can uh, shoot you off you guys both a sample of that i actually i do uh, that was something i was gonna review on the channel which i, I still plan on doing uh, i do have a 1981 uh 101 so it, it just so happens that 1981 wild turkey 101 was my first purchase in a bar of a drink so that's my that's my coming that's my coming Take of age. Back. <laughs> yeah takes me back yeah Jim Jim had dark hair back then. <laughs> you weren't you weren't always gray, Jim. No, uh, but I started turning gray about twenty seven. So, but no, I was still dark haired at eighteen. Yep. And of course, that was a drinking age in Ohio back back then. So it's yeah, you know what I can do is I can because uh, like I said, I have the nineteen eighty two uh, one hundred one that was in the decanter, and I have the uh, nineteen eighty one one hundred one. And when you look at the color difference between the two, it's it's mind-blowing i mean the 1982 that came out of that decanter is dark like coffee dark where 1981 has a really nice golden amber color to it but just the differences between the, the color in there are just unbelievable but i'll make i'll make sure like i said i uh, i get a sample pack to you guys and i'll include that 1981 wild turkey in there so dan let's let's talk about youtube a little bit and how, what it takes to do a youtube channel properly i guess what does equipment cost? Let's say one of our listeners said, you know, what? I'll start up my own whiskey channel and I'm going to compete with these guys that are doing it excellent like you and, and Jason um, and Scott. What would it cost for the equipment just to start up? Uh, to start up, you know, that's actually a great question. Um, you know, when you look at Jason and Scott's channel, especially Jason, you know, Jason really, uh, he takes his his stuff and his B-roll and his equipment very, very seriously. Um, he's, you know, I would say he's probably put somewhere between maybe a thousand thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in his equipment his microphones and you know his his camera and and all his whole his whole setup back there i, I would say somewhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars where as for me you know i i don't go into you know crazy b-roll and and stuff and i just honestly i use my phone for for my uh my reviews and i use a little uh little tripod you know to hold, to hold it maybe Two hundred dollars, roughly, to to get everything started up. Now, Dan, are you married? I am. Well, there's the problem with Jason. Exactly. Married, <laughs> he don't have a wife to be like, hey, yep. you need this or that. And me and Jim know that full well. Yes. Uh, we're about to make that big old purchase on something. Um, yeah. We're both probably thinking in the back of our minds, how is this going to affect me today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, I got got the wife and and two kids, so got to gotta you know take that in consideration first well let's make sure that we our, our listeners are probably going who's this jason and and who's this scott they're talking about let's go ahead and give the shout out to these guys just so yeah. people know who they are yeah absolutely i you know both these guys you know jason from uh the mash and drum fantastic one of the fastest growing channels on youtube right now as far as whiskey goes uh guy puts just everything into his videos he has dis distillers on and um you know the just all, all these visitors that come onto his channel and he's, he's really, he's really going places with his channel and Scott who has the, my bourbon journey, um, you know, he's another one who has, you know, 
he's good friends with Mark and Sherry Carter from old Carter whiskey company. And he also has distillers on his page and, and authors who write these books on whiskeys. And both those guys just have fantastic whiskey channels. They're both growing at a, at a very fast pace and uh, make sure you guys go out and subscribe to, uh, to the, both of their channels and uh, watch a few of their videos and, and catch on to them. They're great guys. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Whatever everybody's doing. Um, I really didn't know this all existed until I met Jim and Jim's like, Hey, ch- check this place out. Check that out. And, um, if I really want to get into something, if I really want to research a big boy whiskey that, um, before I purchase it, I'm going to go on one of those channels, find another podcaster out there that's reviewed it. Um, more than, more than one I do really, uh, I want to see what everybody's saying about it. Um, and then see if I can get a sample of it, taste it before I put out two bills for something, you know? Yeah. All right. So, Dan, have you heard of the vintage whiskey law in Kentucky? I have not. Yeah. So this is something that's kind of new here. Well, it's not real new. It's a little over a year old, maybe two years old. But so in Kentucky, uh, the law was passed statewide that uh, an individual like you or I, uh, we're able to take a dusty bourbon that we find in our cellar and our grandparents' cellar, and we're allowed to take it to a local shop owner or a local bar, and we're allowed to sell it to them over the counter. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> he's looking like he's surprised. That's interesting. Only so, in Kentucky. <laughs> only in Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something I would have never <clears throat> thought would happen ever. Well, the idea here is that, you know, they wanted to make sure that there was an opportunity for people who had these bottles uh, to get them out uh, to the public, to people who really want them, rather than have them sold on the black market across the U.S. So, yeah, you can go into any, any you know, bottle shop in Kentucky and you can sell those. And, you know, that's part of the reason that Justin's House of Bourbon is doing so well yes, in Kentucky. Is because they you know they're able to purchase those bottles from people legally in the state of Kentucky. Gotcha. Even our uh, our hometown liquor store here, Paradise Spirits and Wine, James has a case full of it up there. Um, he has a 1984 um, Blanton's in there. Um, I think it was the first month that they put it off the line. He has one of those in there. He has an old Fitzgerald in there. He he's got a nice collection up there, stuff, but it's all for sale and stuff he's bought um that opened his business up for those those extra things. And from my understanding, he's probably gonna expand that a little bit here in the near future. Yeah, it's it's actually really nice to see so many of these dusty bourbons, you know, being in 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 some of these bars. You know, you look at Barstown bourbon company who has the, you know, a really nice um, selection of and collection of old dusty bourbons. Then you look at Justin's house of bourbon, you know, we have Jack Rose down here in DC who recently um, with everything that's going on, actually sold a lot of their older bottles to keep their business afloat and to be able to pay their employees. So they they, they sold a lot of their stuff. And, uh, but I think they're slowly starting to get all that stuff back, but it's just nice to see some of these, you know, these dusty bottles just still, still hanging in there, still alive and, and people still enjoying them. Absolutely. Well, Dan, we'd like to give you the opportunity to, um, to let our listeners know exactly how to find you, find you on YouTube, find you on Instagram, uh, talk a little bit about, a recent show you put out and what you got coming down the pipeline. They'd love to hear it. Yeah. So um, on Instagram, you can find me at Dusty Dan's Whiskey Reviews. On YouTube, it's going to be Dusty Dan's Whiskey Reviews as well. And what, you know, one of the last videos that that's really kind of taken off is you only need five whiskeys. That was a challenge by someone who had put it on Reddit saying that you only need five whiskeys for the rest of your life. And uh, so far that has been my most uh, successful video. It's had, uh, I believe uh, 3000 views so far. So that's, you know, for, for me, a, a little guy with a little channel, just giving honest reviews, you know, that's, uh, that's something you know, that's, that's near and dear to my heart. So, you know, the things I plan on doing on the channel, you know, I do plan on doing some more of the, the, the old dusty bourbons, you know, I have a a nice collection on them and I do look forward to reviewing some of those on the channel in the near future, as well as something to look forward to is going to be my top, uh, my top whiskeys of, of 2020. Yeah. And how do you, what's that saying you use when you close out your show? Oh, (laughs) stay dusty. 
stay dusty. You stay dusty. <laughs> stay, stay hunting for those dusties. Find them. Get dirty. You know, just recently the people found those dusty bottles in the uh, on the, the, the around the siding of their their house, if I'm not mistaken, in, in New York. So you know, get get dirty finding those things. You know, you can find them in, in basements and in cabinets and they like said antique shops, estate sales. You know, get get dirty and uh, and just just enjoy the enjoy the hunt. That's what it's all about. Hey, Jim, I'd actually like to uh, do a giveaway on the channel. I would like to give away a sample of the very old fits that I tasted here on tonight's show. Uh, And I'd also like to give away a sample of the 1977 Old Taylor that I have at home to those uh, those bourbon roadies out there. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Oh, somebody's going to appreciate that. What do you think, Mike? Man, I think that's that's pretty badass. You know, how the heck did I get to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, what are we going to do? I think what we should do for this, he's gonna, willing to give away two samples. So, the first two people to post a review on Dusty Dan's Whiskey Reviews on YouTube and then post it on our post for this episode, post a photo s- snapshot of that, whatever you got to do, post that review in there. Those first two people um, will get those samples. I think they're two g- great samples. Mighty generous of you, Dan. We appreciate it. Not right. a problem at all, guys. So let me get this right. So they got to go. They got to go watch one of his shows. Yeah. Post a review for it. Take a snapshot of the screen. Post it in the Bourbon Roadies. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. And make sure they subscribe. Oh, oh gotta, and, yeah, they need to subscribe. <laughs> They should be able to see that. We should be able to see that on their screenshot that they're subscribed, right? Yeah. yeah I believe so. All right. Yeah. Post that in the Bourbon Roadies. Uh, I guess the best place to post it, Mike, is right there in the comments of the of the episode, right? Heck yeah. Post it in there. Um, heck, more and more people want to watch Dusty Dan's. That's what we want. We want you to go to his YouTube channel, check him out, uh, give him some love, give him some support, give, give him a great review, um, help him out. Helps us out. We get great guests like him on. Um, he definitely deserves it. If you haven't seen one of his videos, you'll definitely love it. And you'll see him have that bourbon road board up there um, supporting us. Yep. All right. Well, Dan, we hope that you uh, you get a chance on Wednesday when this episode comes out to pop into the roadies there. You, you've been around for a while, so you're familiar with the group. But uh, pop in there and say hey to everybody. And uh, maybe they'll have a few questions for you. I certainly will, sir. All right. Well, you can find us on all the social media. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Of course, we don't have video, just audio, but that's all right. We are at The Bourbon Road. Mike, we also have a website, right? Yeah, um, bourbonroad.com. You can find our blogs on there. We're fixing to add our reviews. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, We're actually going to have one of our moderators from our Facebook group. He's also going to write reviews in there for us. Uh, So look for that. You can find our gear on there. We're actually about to have our... Uh, one of our shirts on there, which I'm really excited about. I know Jim's excited about it. Uh, you've seen me wearing it out there. I know the whiskey world wants it. Um, bourbon bullshitter t-shirts. Uh, <laughs> thanks to our friend, dude pool up in Ohio. He uh, gifted me the art for that to the bourbon road. And uh, we can't say thank you enough for that. So check out our website. You can also buy our Glenn Karen's on there um, from one of our sponsors, distilled products. If you're a YouTube channel, like, Dusty Dan here, or if you're a Facebook group or you're a podcaster out there, or if you're a small distillery and you're looking for glasses at a better price, you want to head over on this distillery products, shoot me an email at Mike at the bourbon road, and I will link you up with Janie and she'll give you a great price over there. Great team. If you're just looking for something for your personal bar though, they can also custom uh, make you some Glen Karen glasses out there uh, for your personal bar. It's say Bob's bar on there or, dusty dan's whiskey lounge or something like that whatever you want (laughs) to make it look sexy uh, they can put it on there like i said shoot me an email i'll send you over to janie hook you up with her her and her team over there they will give you a great price on their products all right and our and our roadies our bourbon roadies know all about premiumbarproducts.com and what they have to offer but uh if you are curious about becoming a bourbon roadie that's our private facebook group we're at about 1,300 members now. Uh, we just had a barrel pick, flew off the shelves. About ready to have to do another one, Mike, because we're out of bottles almost. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a couple of those bottles left. 
Um, if you wanted one, we might be able to hook you up. Well, you can go to our website. We do keep our picks on our website and all the instructions on how to get in on one of our picks is there. Uh, but we do invite you to become a bourbon roadie. A bourbon roadie is uh, somebody who just uh, enjoys the chit chat about bourbon, about whiskey, loves to uh, hang out with like-minded folks that are just, just nice, not rude. Right, Mike? Yeah. We don't tolerate any rudeness in there at all. That's where you won't find it yourself as a bourbon roadie, but you got to be 21. You got to like bourbon, of course, because we are the bourbon road and you got to agree to play nice. 1300 members, like Jim said, we also have master distillers in there. We have people like Dusty Dan in there. We have all kinds of people in our group. They're sharing their whiskey, as I like to call it. They're being angels and sending out angel deliveries. Um, (laughs) So send out those angel deliveries if you're a roadie, share your whiskey. Uh, I think that's what it's all about. After all, some people can't afford a big bottle, a big bore of whiskey, a grown woman whiskey. Share your whiskey out there with some people. I know that. Don't send me and Jim any bourbon because we got plenty. You know, unless you're Dusty Daniel, send me some uh, old Fitzgerald. That'll yeah, happen. Dad, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> to send it. <laughs> yeah, that, it. It'll happen. And if you got any questions about the show, you'd like to recommend somebody to, for us to have on, you'd like to recommend a bourbon or a rye whiskey that you'd like us to review, reach out to Mike or I. You can reach me on Instagram at jshannon63. I'm one big chief. And we will see you down the bourbon road. appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly We always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us.